Okay, we are going to get started. If everybody can pull your hymn books out, we're going to do some two, two songs here. 217, My Hope is in the Lord. Stand with me if you can. My Hope is in the Lord, 217. <laughs> Two seventeen, my hope is in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord who gave himself for me and paid the price of all my sin at Calvary. For me he died, for me Would you pray for us real quick? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this day and bringing us together. And, mm. uh, thank you, Lord, for all the help you received this weekend. I pray, Lord, that uh, you bless Pastor and his family and uh, help Pastor to preach, you, preach the word that you've given him tonight. And, Lord, just go deep into our hearts so we may live better to please. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray that you have Amen. Thank you. Stay standing with me one last time. Turn your hymn books to 218. He looked beyond my fault. Amen. Just the page over. 218. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise, for it was grace that 
was my liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace that caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. Amen. Thank you for your singing. You may be seated. All right. You'll turn with me to James, please. We will be in James this afternoon. I won't be too long. You're tired. I'm tired too. So we're in the same boat. So James chapter 3. Where we'll start, James chapter 3, and uh, if you could stand with me with respect to the reading of the Word of God, I'll just read the first three verses, and then we'll be seated and go from there. To chapter 3, and we'll just read the first three verses. He says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. I'll just pray real quick, and then you see it. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. Help us to have a good time, your word. Speak to us, Lord. Speak through me, Lord, and use me, Lord, as a vessel. And I pray that you would use me, Lord, to get your word um, to all of us, Lord, and that we would hear and listen and grow. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Um, so, I'm a little nervous. Just going to get that out there. It's been a, it feels like it's been a while, but it hasn't been a while. But, huh, a little odd. So, James chapter 3 is where we're going to be. I'm not gonna go, we're not going to jump around this time. I know last time I had us jump around a few verses. We're just going to stay here, I think. What I have planned right now, and we're going to start on verse chapter, well, verse three. So chapter three, verse three is where we're going to start, and uh, we're just going to read through right here with just this book right here. Well, they take us right nice and slow, and we're just going to talk about these verses here. Um, I just was reading last night as I was figuring out what to preach, and I was, man, I was like whole Bible, lots to preach about. I looked through my old notes, and I'm like, there's nothing here that just I feel like God wants me to preach. And then I just, like, something hit me. It was just, I prayed for a second, and then it was, something hit me. And I was like, and I just opened my Bible, and I was just reading, and I'm like, this is it right here. So uh, James chapter 3, verse 3 says, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Um, you know, we all know what this is talking about, that piece in the horse's mouth that I've never wrote, ridden a horse, I've ridden a pony, but that doesn't count. <laughs> and, and you have that piece in their mouth with the person riding the horse. 
can turn the whole horse and control the entire horse. And that's a, a horse. Um, in electrical, I had to read a lot of stuff on um, power, on energy, and how everything operates. And I learned a lot of what horsepower is and how powerful that is. And there's a reason why they call it horsepower. Is you know a horse is very powerful. Uh, what they can pull. Have you ever seen Spirit the movie? You watch all those horses pulling this huge train. It's like yeah, that's literal. That's very powerful. Yeah. Um, horses are extremely powerful, and they can <coughs> easily be turned by just that small little mouthpiece. And then also verse four, behold also the ships which though they be so great, and are driven um, driven of fierce winds. Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Um, I just think that's just crazy. You know, it is very true. We all know, yeah, a big ship, doesn't matter how big, still got that small helm that controls the whole ship. I think of the biggest boat, um, I can't hit it, um, boat sank, Titanic. Titanic, yeah, thank you. The Titanic, yeah, just had that small little helm right there that controlled the whole thing. You know, just how, well, just crazy, just those small things. And just control this bigger thing. Well, verse 5 says here, even so the tongue is a little member. So here we're getting to the point now, okay? So it says, even so the tongue is a little member. Um, that's where when the Bible talks about a member, it's a part, a piece of our bodies. So that little member, the tongue, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Um, so it's talking about the tongue and how what we say and how powerful that can be. Yeah. And, you know, it's explaining the tongue with all these tooth pieces. So how powerful a horse is and that small piece controls that horse. And I'll just think of the boat, even like the Titanic, that small helm that controls that huge, crazy beast of a vehicle or whatever you call it. Now I was talking, it's explaining God gave us when God gives us an example of the, um, these two verses here. So he's explaining this is what it's like. You know, it's an as or like. This is him explaining for us simple people. You know, God's is high. His high ways are higher than our ways. Right. So when God's, he's explaining, he's simplifying it for us. So he gives us something we can relate to. Yeah. Um, we can understand better. Some people can understand how the tongue is a little member and can, you know, can control the entire body, if you know what I mean. Um, but just um, and what you say can affect people is what I'm yeah. saying. It doesn't control the body, it just it affects a lot and how powerful the tongue is. Right. Now he's putting God's given us a great two verses about example of that, making it simple for us. Mm-hmm. I'll just read more on verse five, finish that. I don't think I finished it. No, I did finish it. Um, and you see the acclamation point at the end, a little fire kindleth. It says a fire. I love this uh, this verse six here. Um, read verse six. And the tongue is a fire. Again, talking about the fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, which iniquity is an injustice and unrighteousness. And the tongue is a fire and a world of iniquity. It's a world of just unrighteousness. It's, you know, it's powerful. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. I think that's just, that's crazy. That's extremely powerful. You know, what we can say, you know, I just think of all the politicians. What they say sways the country big time. You know, whoever the president is, whoever's high politicians, people respect somebody with that authority, but it's what they say that moves everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, As you know, you got a leader who's, it's it's his job to be the one with the words to guide everybody, 
You know, I think back, way back when, I don't think, no one's here old enough, right? I could be in the uh, Civil War. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm looking at you. Everyone. I'm just kidding. You missed it by a couple of years. You missed it by a couple of years. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just, I don't know. There's there's wars that happened before that. I, I just can't think of them. You mean after? Yeah, after that, I mean. <laughs> Not a history buff. Uh, World War II, that would be one. Okay, that's tough time. You're right. Okay. But just, you know, those wars, the people that guided the captains or the generals or whoever was leading the troops in the battle, their job was to speak something to encourage the group here. Right. Hey, let's go risk our lives to save our country. Just yeah. how powerful that was to have to lead everybody. Be like, hey, I know this is your life on the line. I know you might be scared, but they used their mouth, their words to give everybody a sense of power and encourage. That's how powerful the tongue is. And the tongue can also be used is a lot of uh, to hurt people. You know, the tongue can be used to hurt people. You know that saying? Um, sticks and bones may, yeah, sticks and stones, stones not bones, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is, that can't be any more true than it is. That is very untrue. Words are extremely powerful. It doesn't matter how tough you are. Words are in some way going to hurt. You know, God created words. So I think God created words. How is he going to defeat the nations? With his words. And if we're made in the likeness of him, our words have power. As we come from him. Um, and you know, this, we all struggle with our words. Saying nice things, saying bad things. I think as humans today, even as Christians, we still struggle. We still have this natural man. As we pastors mentioned many times, we have the, the black dog and the white dog, the flesh and the spirit, always, you know, always battling each other. We have this natural man that wants to say this, or say this against this person. Say this, say that, you know, depending on wh what kind of uh, life you grew up in. You know, there's things we want to say, and then there's a spiritual man that's fighting and be like, no, I shouldn't say that. And we're always fighting this natural man, and what, depending on what we say that's bad, it can bring out the natural man and everybody else. So we've got to be so yeah. careful. That, like, that tongue we have is really powerful. Yeah. Um, it says, I'm, you know, what I find interesting is a, when it calls it a fire. Um, that's extremely interesting because I'm like, you know what a fire does? It spreads. Fire doesn't stay in one place. When it has something that feeds it, it spreads. That's going to be the same thing with our words. And a group of people, depending on what we say, whoever hears it, it spreads fast. It's a wildfire. You know, it spreads quickly to everybody else around us, and it grows. The more you feed it, the more you talk, the more you say on something, you just feed the fire, and it spreads, and it gets bigger. So as Christians, we've got to be careful about this fire that's in our mouth. We've got to be careful of what, what are we kindling. You know, what are we, give, what are we feeding? Are we feeding something that's bad, that's sinful, that's hurting Christ? Are we hurting other people? Um, or is it giving Christ the glory? Are we praising him with this mouth we have, this small member in our bot mouth, you know? Um, verse 7, we'll touch on, uh, let's go to verse 7. For every kind of beasts and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. This is now God giving us another illustration of something we know. But the tongue can no man tame. So if you think about all the animals man has tamed, I'm just thinking lions, bears, things that easily can kill us, but man has tamed them. You know, whale, whales don't usually kill people, but still, you know, just powerful animals, elephants, just powerful creatures out there that God's created. 
man is here and we've tamed them. But we says we can't tame the tongue. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil. That's what God calls it, an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Poof. Man, if you didn't think you what you say matters, now, man, the Bible says it does. And saying something bad can really bad. Well, it's just a little, you know, I think of a lying or just something saying something hurtful towards somebody. Well, it's just a little, it's just a little, it doesn't mean anything. It's just kind of funny. They'll get it. You know, just saying just small pieces, things we say sometimes, you know, um, can, yeah, call the Bible calls it a deadly poison. We were so careful of what we say. Um, you know, whatever we say can either help somebody plant a seed so somebody can get saved now or later, or we can say something enough where they never want to get saved. I've had two, I won't share, but I've heard two stories. One person will probably never see the Lord or never get saved because somebody was really harsh and they use harsh words and this person will probably never get saved anymore because he's afraid of the person and of the Lord because this person was all, you're gonna burn in hell, all straightforward and trying to get the person saved. But then there are other people that, you know, they just have a respect for us Christians. Even though they're not saved yet, they said maybe someday, but they respect us Christians because they're like, this person, I had this one conversation with a Christian. He was the nicest person I ever met. He never said anything mean, unnice. He was so kind and so loving. And that's like, well, that's the testimony that we should have as Christians. We have to be careful of this tongue that we have. It's unruly evil. Um, verse 9 says, this was the verse that really got me last night. As I was just reading my Bible about this, and this just really just, it stung. And I was convicted after reading this verse. It says, therewith, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. I just thought, wow, that is convicting. I've really kind of... My behaviors have changed this, uh, I don't know, I've just been around some other people and I've called a lot of people stupid. <laughs> Honestly, I'll share with you. I've called a lot of people stupid, oh, that guy's stupid, and it gets other people laughing. And I'm just I'm like, oh man, he's an idiot. And I just think it's, it's fine, nothing, it's, it doesn't matter. It's just making fun of this person. It's always behind their back. It's not, you know, it's nothing, it's fine. And we make fun of people sometimes. Um, I got siblings, you know, I, you make fun of people sometimes. And then when to read this verse, and the Lord just really just like threw a brick at me. You know, it just really weighed heavy on my heart. It was just there with, bless we God, even the Father. You know, I praise the Lord. I glorify him with my words. I can give him all the glory. I sing his praises. You know, as Christians all today, we praise him. We glorify him with our mouths. But then it says here, and therewith curse we men. You know, it's calling someone stupid. That's cursing men. That's using cursing. And we can do it in different other ways, different words. We making fun of somebody, still cursing them. Curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my, what? I'm like, that is just in my life. That's convicting. I'm like, wow, I've I've been doing I live my life wrong. Not you know, just not in the big scale, but I wasn't always so bad at it. But I've gotten worse. And this was just a refresher. This was a reminder. Like, wow. I gotta take steps back. Well, no, really, it's taking steps forward because I'm, instead of giving my flesh this natural man victory, and so part of me is like, man, I really like, it makes me laugh talking about somebody being stupid or saying this and this person laughing. I'm like, it enjo I enjoy it. 
and other people enjoy it, but it's the natural man. What fire are you feeding? You're feeding the natural man. And what people are going to know you by, because as soon as you say something, it's out there. You know, you sent the, the fires out there, and you know, whoever's feeding it out there, you know, it's out wherever it spreads, it's a bad testimony. You know, for we did Sunday school and we talked about, Pastor talked about our testimonies and how precious they are. The Bible, uh, I can't I remember that verse, is that a, a greater name is better than high rubies or something like that, riches. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it says something. Yeah, I bet a great name is better than rubies or something like that for high riches. You know, if a good name is rather to be chosen than fine gold. Fine gold, yes, thank you. That, that's it right there. You know, our testimony is so important to him, especially. And I'm just thinking of just like, well, it's just a person. I can make poke fun or make fun of them. But I'm like, they are in the similitude of God. They might be a little weird. They might be a little bit silly. But they're the similitude of God, just like me. And if I'm making fun of them, I'm making fun of God. You know, that puts me in perspective for just like, I'm like, why do I'm like, I'm making fun of God, really. I'm poking fun at God. In selling, and he made a mistake at this person, and you know it's just, I'm just like, man, it's just, it's wrong. <laughs> it's just, we've, I've been doing it wrong, you know. I believe all of us have had this problem somewhere, sometime in our lives. Um, verse ten says, "Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing." My brethren, these things ought not so to be. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to bless and curse at the same time. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much pleasure of the natural man we get out of cur- you know, saying something of the cursing side. Not supposed to be so. We're not, not, that's not supposed to be in our mouth. Right. I know this great comedian talks about uh, um, or cursing words or cussing words for Christians. Um, I did not like that video. <laughs> I did not find it funny because I was like, I want to like I want to minimize whatever cursing comes out of my mouth because I want to protect my testimony, and as Christians we gotta be careful of what the mouth what comes out of our mouth, and we gotta be really careful what people hear come out of our mouth because it hurts our testimony and the people around us. You know, our tongue is a fire, and we gotta be really careful. Verse 11, 11 we're we'll be wrapping up soon. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Question mark. We all know that's not true. You're not going to find sweet water in an ocean. You know, biggest. You know, you go to an ocean. You're not going to soon enough get a cup of ocean water and start drinking. It's going to be sweet. No, it's going to be ocean water. It's going to be extremely salty. You know, and then if you go to a fresh water, you're not going to taste sweet. You're not going to taste bitter. You're not going to get a bunch of salt. No, you're going to get nice and fresh water. You know, you're not going to find two in the same place. Um, I have one thing I wrote down over here. Um, it says here. Yeah, I already said that. Never mind. All right, we'll wrap up with these verses right here. So verse 11, if you'll read here with me. Um, I already read verse 11. Forgive me. I'm just going to repeat it. Okay, it's a good verse. I'm just going to repeat it. Doth the fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Verse 13 says, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. And then the last two verses at the end of this chapter. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy, to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without 
totality and without hypocrisy. Difficult words for me. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Still talking about the word of this mouth. So I think this is what we need to have in our mouth. As our mouth is this fire that we have to be careful of and we have to watch for and it's that we can't tame it. You know, I just think is the more we read this Bible, this word, and to be really, as it says, talks about being wise. Um, it said, who out of us is wise? You know, just how, like how many of us have control over this tongue piece? You know, and I'm just going to read it again one more time. It's just get you in your minds. This is the mind I need to have. How we need to change our mind, this, na- this uh, fleshly nature mind that's telling us to say this about this person, to make fun, get people laughing. I like to make, make people laugh. So after this, I'm just like, man, i got to watch out of what I say to make people laugh and to be really careful. And it's just, this is what we're supposed to say. You know, one of the fruits of the spirits is a clean mouth. You know, it's a cleaner mouth. Um, verse 17 and 18, if I'm just going to read one more time, is this is the mind that we need to have, a mind of Christ, a mind of God, to have our minds be thinking. It says, but the wisdom that is from above, this word of God right here, this is the wisdom from above. God has given us this amazing, pure, um, there's another chapter that talks about in verse 1 about this being, uh, I'm just going to turn over where it says, uh, talks about it being the, um, all right. Yeah, the law, um, trying to think. Okay, but whoso looketh into the perfect, perfect law of liberty, continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but the doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Um, I thought there was a verse before there. But when you go, I don't need to jump ahead, jump in the past, but um, jump to another verse. We'll just stay on this verse. But that this word of God is this pure. This is the words that we should be using, God's words. That's the words that should come out, something pure. You know, first pure, then peaceable, you know, nothing that's going to create strife. You know, the Bible speaks very highly against strife. And uh, um, Ephesians 4.32 says, But be, do, oh no, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We should not be creating strife. Peaceable, gentle, and easy, you know, to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without part, what did you say again? Par- partiality. Partiality, thank you. Partiality. And without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Hypo- oh, really? Okay. Hypocrisy. Hi- Hip- <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave that alone. I'll work on it later. Yeah, I thought I had a re- hypocrisy. I thought that's what it was. But <laughs> hypocrisy. I, I can't say that. It's a tongue twister for me. Forgive me. Verse 18. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Um, and that's what, you know, being a Christian is really about. It's making peace, not making strife. Or be making peace, even with the con, you know, the contrary people, you know, the sinful people. We are still to be making peace with them. We're not supposed to get them riled up or get them to be create strife. We are supposed to be making peace with them, and to just be, yeah, be careful of what our tongues have the power of our tongues have, yeah. being that fire, that easily kindled. And that's all I have for today. So. Uh, I don't know, Pastor, you want to wrap us up? If you want me to? You're right, wrapping us up. Um, you can do it? All right. I'm all right doing it, but yeah, you're the pastor. All right. All right. All right. You know, Elijah read the verse about making peace. We're supposed to be Christ-like, right? Mm-hmm. And over in Ephesians, 
It says, for he is our peace. And a couple verses down, it talks about so making peace. Over Colossians, it says, he made peace. You know, we should be Christ-like and be peacemakers, not cause strife or contention. And uh, we should be, you know, we know that where is peace found? In Christ. We should be helping people find that peace. And the best way to do that is to be peacemakers. You know, come to them in love. Absolutely. Great job, Elijah. Appreciate that. The tongue is a problem for so many. And uh, certainly, we've got to be careful with our, with our tongues. It can get us in trouble. And in so doing, we can get other people in trouble too. So I hadn't really thought about how it spreads. You know, we say something, and next thing you know, you got a whole bunch of people all. That's very true. But, all right, well, let's go ahead and pray, and we can fellowship as we uh, get ready to head out. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for the good day we've had. Thank you for the message this afternoon. We always need to be reminded and, and instructed on controlling our tongues, controlling our mouths. Lord, just things we say sometimes seemingly uh, not going to cause problems, but Lord, even if someone doesn't hear us say it, it's still not a good thing for us to say. It uh, certainly does not help us spiritually. Those things that we sometimes say are, are out of a fleshly mind, a carnal mind. And Lord, we don't want to be carnal Christians. We want to be godly, spirit-led Christians. And I pray you'd help us to do that, Lord. Help, our, help us to be uh, sensitive and careful with our words. And uh, just to point people to Christ and be a good testimony for you. Give us a good rest of our day. Give us safety as we go. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you for all you do. 